It's Lower Decks, Episode 5, Cupid's Errant Arrow. Okay, so this is how it's going to play out. I'm Chris, a lifelong Star Trek fan. And I'm Andrea, a casual dabbler of the Star Trek world. Together we are going to have fun, watch episodes, and try and become the best Trekkies we can. Alright, we're going to start at the opening credits. Oh look, they're already started. Oh, how about a shout out to Canada? Why? Eh? Why? Because we're in Canada, and the new ship is called the Vancouver. Yeah, but there's a Vancouver, Washington. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Why does that make sense? I don't know, because why would they just name it the Vancouver? Well, it would make more sense to name it the Vancouver after a major Canadian city than a minor American city. The only reason you could imagine them naming it after a minor American city is if it was an American-centric show. And it is. I mean, if they have Every, Cerritos. Er Isn't Cerritos a city? Yeah, well, this... The California class, all the ships were named after cities in California. Yeah, and I've ne I don't think I've ever heard of Cerritos before. That's the whole point. It's an obscure city for an oh. obscure ship and an obscure... So, oh, so if following the pattern, they wouldn't want to name this awesome ship. No, no. They'd have to name it after an awesome city that here, here, hosted the Olympics? Here's what I think it is. Who was that, Whistler? I, I don't know, but yeah. I think they both did. But it doesn't matter. What, what the problem is is it's, it's all American centric all the time. Like when you watch when you watch TV up here in Canada, they always say you know we're broadcasting nationally, or they always just forget about Canada all the time, even though we're all sharing all their channels and stuff. That's true. And this is space. Yeah, it's nice that Picard's from France and everything, but with most, the British accent. But but most most uh, most everything happened in America, Bozeman. Uh, Starfleet headquarters is in America. Oh, you, uh, that was like a test for you. Oh, big city. What's the one thing you always see when you see Starfleet headquarters? I I can't recall seeing you Starfleet can't, you headquarters. Can't, you can't. Okay, well you keep you keep thinking about what 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 you'll see. I'm just gonna quickly I'm gonna quickly Google Starfleet headquarters and you, you tell me immediately what you see. Is it the Statue of Liberty? Oh, it's a San Francisco bridge. Wow. The Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't live in America. <laughs> Ask me about our Canadian bridges, eh? <laughs> okay. Well, what's the name of the big one in the in the Atlantic? They have a, which part of the the longest bridge? The longest bridge in the Atlantic? Not in the Atlantic. I think there's the Ice Bridge. That goes all the way to Norway. <laughs> I think you're thinking of um, the land bridge, the ice not, land yeah, bridge. Yeah, you're thinking of the land bridge. That's Do you think that's why they call it that? The, the Iceland? <laughs> no, but you know what I learned? What? Um, Iceland, part of Europe, but Greenland is part of North America. Oh. Yeah. I did not know Greenland was part of North America. Yeah, now. The Confederation Bridge connects, uh, well, what does it connect? You should know this. You're, I never went to the East Coast. I never went to the East Coast. As far east as I've gone is Ontario. And... It, 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 does it connect PEI, I think? Yeah, it connects PEI to the rest of the world. It's probably guess Nova Scotia. Oh, New Brunswick. Oh, wow. Is that that's how big the bridge is? Yeah. We're looking on Google Maps, and that is one long bridge. How, how, how? Oh, and it's got 1,372 reviews. Let's see some of the bridge reviews. No, I don't want to. No, come on. I want to see the bridge reviews. Uh, let's, well, let's see what the Oh, I want to see the one stars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's got a zero tolerance policy for speeding. What did they do to you? <laughs> Just off the edge? 
This was a three star. Okay. It's an incredible feat of engineering. Takes about 50 minutes to cross. Oh, but we don't want to. Oh, COVID yeah, testing. Yeah, COVID okay. testing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be where the one stars are coming from. It's a bridge too far, oh, if you <laughs> ask me. Too, well, expensive. It's too expensive. Too Not even too expensive. Too, too expensive. It's way too expensive. Should be around $10 per car, according to this person who is a realtor. But Whenever any tourist spot is that expensive, as a tourist, we feel like the authorities don't want us to visit different places in Canada. Not happy. I think it's more the fact that they have a uh, giant, giant, giant bridge. bridge that they need to maintain. <laughs> and It's not a tourist thing. Don't it's you going to, over an ocean. I'm pretty sure you need to use that bridge to get there. How many kilometers is that bridge? The coolest thing I've seen all day. 12,900 meters. 12,900? So that's 12 kilometers? I'm not sure. That's 12,900 meter sticks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 12.9 kilometers. So I guess 13 kilometers. Oh, wow. Yeah. We should visit that bridge one day. That'd be to- totally cool. Totally cool. Totally cool. What What was the point of this? I wonder if they have like any sort of like food trucks on the way. Like just not, pulled not, over not, on the side that you could just stop. I and, don't, like... I think, I think it's pretty... Pretty uh, pretty much just keep going. Well, yeah, I don't think you can really stop. I wonder, I, well, I don't know. I, I'm I'm making this. Could all... you like bicycle across can it? You, can you... Oh, oh my gosh! Is somebody bicycling <laughs> across the bridge? <laughs> they're they're bicycling. Uh, they're on a motor bicycle. Motor motor bike <laughs> bicycling. Let's do that. I'll tell you what. If we get I don't know something ridiculous. If we get one million people. Listening to our podcast, let's scooter Nobody across this Confederation Bridge. Across. It's twelve kilometers. My scooter will barely make it. I'm and... not gonna get a million people. <laughs> <laughs> if we get one million people, we'll buy the moon. <laughs> I don't think you can buy the moon. I don't think it's. I don't think it's for sale. Uh, is there anything? The point of this whole thing was that. Yes. America. We need to learn more about Canada. <laughs> no, I don't think that's where we were going with it. We we're saying that the Star Trek was very American centric. Right, and the the ship. Okay, why don't we get into the whole synopsis of the episode so it makes a little more sense what we're episode five. Yes, I think it's Cupid's, Cupid's errant arrow. Cupid's Cupid's errant arrow. I love that play on words. I guess not really the play. I just like the sound of the words together. Did you watch this while on some uh, thing? No. Do you have a, a brain slug or something? You got to do the test like they do in the episode. What, Computer uh, and program. Don't say that in here. I have a lot of things that are Star Trek in here, and I don't know what that'll do. <laughs> Thermostats. Thermos, thermometer? What's no, the you, thing you that were right the out? first time. Our thermostat goes yeah. to zero. Well, it's off right now. but It worked. <laughs> it's minus 20 degrees Celsius here, which is American. I don't know. I don't know. Their zero Cold. is our zero. No, that's not right. I think their minus 40 is our minus 40. No, that's not right. Oh, my. Seriously, are we going to get into the episode? What is zero? What is zero degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit? Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you think it's zero. I think zero. You, I think our zero is Everyone, she thinks it's zero. 32? 32. Oh, I thought I but zeroed what if, mine. Whoa. <laughs> 40 is 104. Yeah, that's good. Okay, minus 40 is minus 40. Oh, you're, you're right. Oh, I am right. It's almost, you know, you went to more schools than me. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember conversion class. <laughs> well, I do, but they didn't teach this. No offense. This is like coming down on America pretty hard. Yeah. Sorry, America. 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 They, they have a big election today, we're too, if about... you're listening. Uh, if you're listening this week, as we record this, it's the midterms. 
That's we have nothing else. We have nothing else to say about that. No, nope. it's happening. It's all over my YouTube. It'll be over by the time we listen to this. Yeah, it'll I mean, all be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, so the the synopsis. I, I actually don't have the synopsis up. Do you do you have the um? I can tell you what happened, but well, actually there was a lot that happened this episode. Well, so the, IMDb broke it down to two uh, sentences. Mariner is suspicious of Boimler's new girlfriend, and Tendi and Rutherford grow jealous of bigger starships gear. It wasn't a bigger ship. It was, um... Oh, it was bigger. I think in one scene it showed how it eclipsed the Cerritos. I have a thing up. It's a Parliament-class ship, which, it, according to this picture I'm looking at, everything I found is from Memory Beta. I think it's Memory yeah, Beta. Yeah, MemoryBetaFandom.com. Yeah, so that's, like, non-canon stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's like, apparently the size of a Galaxy-class, according to Memory Beta. But I guess, like, it was pretty big. It, it was hard to tell in the episode. I wasn't paying that much attention to the size. <laughs> it's not the size that's important. Yes, it is. So the USS Vancouver is a Parliament-class ship, which kind of looks a little like a mix between a Miranda-class and Akira. I thought of Miranda and Akira. But that doesn't matter. Important. Much talk. What is important <laughs> is that Boimler has a girlfriend. I so mean, we find important. that out. It's important to him. Yeah, but as we learned in the episode, it's only been a month. So can you really call somebody your girlfriend after one month? I'm surprised Boimler hasn't proposed. Yeah, and actually they're not even on the same ship. So how often can they even see each other well, in that that's, month? that's got to be pretty common. I guess, yeah. And they, they get to talk back to each other. And talk stuff back? Like that. Talk, talk, talk. Talk back to each talk. other? That's just how I understand relationships is... We really learn a lot this episode. He's got a girlfriend, and we learn his name. Bradward. Bradward Boimler. And I actually was wondering if that's some sort of anagram for something. We should throw that into the old anagram Google machine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it is. I think it's just supposed to be funny. I think it's like wobbly. It, what, you're never going to come up with it in your brain. We learned that Boimler was so desperate for a girlfriend before that he made one up in the holodeck. But he also tried to introduce Mariner to his made-up girlfriend. And Mariner immediately kind of... Saw through that apparently. Yes. So now, now Mariner's all, all already suspicious that Barb isn't a real person. And she makes a good point. She said, "When a Starfleet relationship seems too good to be true, it probably is." And we see that in so many episodes of hot alien. What I went called hot. Usually, it's hot alien women seducing Starfleet crew and then turning out to be evil or yeah. have just. Okay. Or like, I think this is why The Bachelor, they always say, what are your intentions? I think they've seen enough Star Trek that they know. You think The Bachelor is using Star Trek as their cautionary tale? I think so. I think they're all secret nerds. And they see that if hot people are around and want to hook up with you, there's got to be a catch. Can I tell you what that catch is? I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. It's money. (laughs) I think they might be on The Bachelor. Not for love, per se. What? Yeah. No, but they always say they're here for the right reasons. Oh. Money. <laughs> oh. Oh, I guess. Oh, I guess. Well, when you when you first uh, met Barb, were you surprised that someone that normal and cartoonishly attractive was into Bradward? Uh, no, but I did laugh out loud when Mariner said computer and program. <laughs> that, yeah, that was great. Um, That's becoming kind of like a meme every time... In the Star Trek community now, every time something weird is happening, people say computer and program. Oh, that's awesome. 
I guess it's not it's bad. It's fun. But but did you think it was weird that that this normal girl was into crazy Bradward? I guess, yeah. I also did. I not I as did much just as Mariner. Some sort of <laughs> yeah, maybe not as much as Mariner, but definitely there's some sort of like alien body swap going. I like Mariner. She was trying to guess what it was, and one of the one of the guesses she said was a. What was it? A clone version? A, a transport clone? Oh, transport clone. But yes. why would a transport clone be into Bradford? Uh, he, because it's evil. And then wait, did, did she say transport clone? But it'd be her transport clone, not a Bradford one. No, it would be it would be a Barbara, a Barb transport clone. So two. Yeah, we can't just so assume they, their they full came, names anymore. They came through the transport. Uh-huh. They're supposed to be just Barb. Right. Ended up with a friend. Looked yeah. exactly like her. And one of them. Got the hots for Bradward. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Because, like, when Thomas Riker came out with with Will Riker... I don't think I've seen that episode. Of the Next Generation? No. You don't know about Thomas Riker? No. He's a transport clone. No. I didn't, I didn't see that one. Well, the point is, is it's a transport clone. But it was the same thing. He was the same dude. There, it, He wasn't evil. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so if there's two barbs... One of them's not evil. Why would even one of them fall for Hoimler? I, I really don't know. So but, I, yeah, I think that... But, yeah, but, I mean, maybe that was just where she was starting. Transport yeah. clone. And and then... No, yeah. no Cardassian operative or anything like that? Yeah, no, there was a there's a Cardassian... Was it Cardassian? There was a Cardassian lookalike or something. I yeah, don't know if they're lookalike. Not a lookalike. You see a like, Cardassian, you kind of... Uh, yeah, like a unless undercover a Cardassian. I forget what you yeah. said, but... They yeah. kind of did that to uh, Major Cure on Deep Space Nine. I was actually started watching some episodes where they actually reversed that and made her Cardassian thinking she was a Cardassian. But there's also, like, I think she kind of settled on Reptile. And I just think that she went into all this detail and she immediately got, like, the dark circles around her eyes from being exhausted about it all way too fast. Like, she was so... She couldn't believe that Boimler had a normal girlfriend so much so that she went into full investigation mode. Which, you got the two parts. You got the one part of, like, she's just being super... Not in... Well, maybe intentionally mean to Boimler. But also she's very protective of Boimler. But we we leave that alone when, when they don't figure anything out and Boimler just seems to be happy with her. Yeah, well, except for that little flirting she's got going on with that jet guy. Yeah, but maybe they're just friends too. Because um, honestly, Mariner and Boimler, you could see that. What if you came in from Barb's perspective? Like all I of a sudden, don't know. Mar- it's different because um, Boimler and Mariner, they don't really pick each other up so much. Yeah, but it's... it's and then Jet they... doing that inappropriately, oh. slightly too long carry around the hallway twirl yeah that is true it was that and was starfleet they don't really grab each other too much you know like spoiler alert for this episode i hope i hope everybody's watched this episode so we can talk about it like well, openly we, right we, now we are doing that that's, we, yeah that's what i'm we hoping talk for, we talk I right hope, to the end of the episode i hope nobody is like live watching it not live watching but listening to us before they watch the episode because they're gonna be pretty disappointed there's nothing involving bridges in the whole thing yes because that's also the whole point of what we're doing is, but we're it's not a review. We're not reviewing it. We don't give it to stars or anything. No. Well, you you kind of do. Well, I, I I tell you what 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 what's what what's, what's good. Yeah, um, but we, it's just like it's not a watch along. What is it we're doing? We're just having fun dissecting it afterwards. Okay, I guess we're talking about it. 
We're talking we're ta- about we're it. We're talking about it. Um, but I was going to say, like, if you watch the whole episode. Well, you watch the whole episode. Let's just, it, that's, when we do these now, it's assumed the whole episode has been watched. Okay. So it turns out that she doesn't have, she's not some sort of secret alien and not a parasite. But that means, and that actually, she, she was with Boimler because he has a parasite. And the parasite makes Boimler attractive to women. With the pheromones. With the pheromones. With pheromones. So she was under the pheromone spell, but she was still kind of flirting with Jet. Which means, I think, that if that pheromone spell wasn't there, I think her and Jet are really going to get together. Because if if even she could fight against the parasite's spell and still flirt with him, then I think those two are destined to at least hook up. Okay, but that's like a D-plot on a different ship. That's like a different show. I'm happy for them. Can't you be happy for them? I guess. I I don't know if we see her again. No, but you just know in the background she... But then, okay, also, why her? Why Barb? Why why wouldn't it be Mariner that falls under the brain parasite spell? She must have been, like, right with him? Sort of, but if you notice, Mariner was kind of into him a bit, too. Was Mariner into him this episode? Oh, I guess being possessive, like, uh, and protective. Yeah. Yeah, she was somewhat nicer, I suppose. Well, I wouldn't say nicer, but... She was crazier, but not mean. Yes. Yep. But then our ne- next thing is uh, is El Tendi and Rutherford. They end up in what? What was his name? Did you get? It was a lieutenant commander, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, lieutenant commander. Did I write it down? I don't. Ron think so. Docent. I think he's the commander of the Vancouver, and he tells both Tendi and Rutherford that they have to do the diagnostics on the ship, and they get to use the T88s, which are the Newest, the hottest cool Federation technology for tools. Di- diagnostic tool. Diagnostic. Well, I guess diagnostic tools, correct too. You diagnose problems. He doesn't do it vaguely. He says that whoever wins or does the diagnostics the fastest gets to keep the T eighty eight. But what he actually means is he gets to keep the T eighty eight because they're going to be on the Vancouver. They can. They they're accidentally getting themselves transferred to the Vancouver, which they seem very disappointed by. Why? Because they're happy on the Cerritos. But they why? explained it. They I know, it. I know, because their friends are here. Their friends, and they, and they uh, love the smell of burnt. If the Cerritos needs a lot of work, it's a great, mm-hmm. it's an engineer's dream to keep it going. Yeah, it's a big bucket of bolts, and and they want to hold it together. They yeah. have purpose at the Cerritos. Well, what's well, why can't you see? This is probably more to saying about you than it is them. What? Because I want to just quit and run. Well, not quit and run, but you want easy street. You just want them to hand you the space bucks and... No, it's a better... Sh- As they say, you think the Enterprise is Easy Street? It's a flagship. Yeah. And it's just all smooth sailing <laughs> for them. Nothing ever goes wrong on the Enterprise. Well, no, but also who's running... Like, depending on who'd be on the Enterprise right now. Is Jordy still the chief engineer? I think he would be. He, you always see him. You never see the Lower Decks guys, like... Always just repairing the holes in the ship or whatever. But I don't know. Whatever. He, he, I'm sure if they got offered the Enterprise, it'd be different. But the Vancouver... It's, it's like going from a Honda to a Honda hybrid. You know what they, they say is like, if you don't know the subject matter, I you probably shouldn't use subject. it as an example. What's a... <laughs> a Honda to a Hyundai. Ooh, that's fun to say. Yeah, but I think most people would say Hyundai to a Honda. I don't know. Which one's better? We're not having that conversation. Yeah. Any, anyway, so they, they don't want to go. It's a very personal They don't want to go, and it doesn't even matter if they want to go, because they didn't know at this point that they were even going to go. Right now, yeah. they just want to do 
diagnose the crap out of the ship and try and win so they get to keep a T-88. Yeah. And I noticed that Tendi's personality has calmed down a bit. I mean, I'm sure it's because she's not like... Well, I was going to say because she's not in crisis mode, but the only reason she was in crisis mode last episode was because she did it to herself. That's yeah. That's why it really hurt. She just got... She 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 got excited. And uh, and that, that's just Tendi's natural... She gets excited too. Her and Rutherford are like battling throughout the background of a lot of these scenes. Chasing after each other and pushing each other out of the way. So it's cool if Rutherford does it, but it's not cool if Tendi does it, huh? No. Actually, I wouldn't expect it from either of them. Very unprofessional, if you ask uh, me. Very unprofessional. Right. Well, anyway, back in the uh, command section of the uh, Cerritos, uh, what was the problem they were having? There was a... There was, there was five moon. There was one moon that had to be destroyed. In this, in this system. Do you remember what the system, system was called? It was the Mixtus. Mix, Mixtus? 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 Mixtus. Okay. And, the, and, the, and um, in this system, it had it had four it, planets? I think it had like six. It had a lot of planets. And if they destroyed this moon, there would be consequences. Yeah, if they don't destroy the moon, the people on Mixtus, Mixtus 2 get killed. Yeah, if, if they, they do, do destroy the moon, it affects the other it, moons it, they'll in different It'll destroy Mixtus 3. But then they work it out pretty quick with all the other plant, uh, all the other moon people. That seems like wrong to say. Yeah, moon people. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Everyone else is happy. They, they, they. Yeah, come they come agreement. up with with solutions but, for everybody. But else. the one guy, he says, if you destroy my planet, it's going to destroy whole civilization. My civilization is gone. Yeah, and so actually, we paused it. We did pause it, and we asked. I asked Chris, um, "What would you do?" And she she asked me what I would do with no information. Yeah. So it was like a so trolley problem, ever, yeah. but we didn't care what track the trolley was on. No. Like, would you switch tracks? Why would it matter? Well, we do know the one guy on the one track, and we don't know the whole civilization on the other track. I just let the trolley do what it's doing. But I guess they're they're already they're they they're driving the trolley. Yeah. Maybe they should just let the moon die. Yes, because even in the trolley problem, you could always just choose not to act. Yeah. But then. Uh, actually, uh, the guy brings up that point and says, you guys have to do something, uh, or, or you guys shouldn't do something because it's against the prime directive or something. And then, but that doesn't even apply. But it should apply. It, cause, it? cause, cause, cause isn't Jen, like, I don't know. You, the no, prime, you, you tell me the prime directive and I'll ask you I questions. I think it's don't interfere. Don't interfere. But also don't let genocide occur. If that's yep, not in there, they a, should at least pencil That's a prime directive. Don't, don't interfere and don't <laughs> genocide. The prime directive is about, there's a few things. Pre-warp civilizations, they can't interfere with. They can't interfere in the uh, development of pre-warp civilizations. Okay, that's not an issue. No, not an issue. Because if they're on all these different moons, they got to get there somehow. And they, they can't interfere with, with other planets. There's a federation system. So there's nothing about genocide. They're not committing genocide. They would be if they destroy the moon. They'll save one civilization, civilization, but they will destroy another. No, the moon will. They won't. Well, the lack thereof of the moon. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. What, what's what's your point here? Starfleet should do something. <laughs> I'm with that I, guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure your point was they shouldn't do something because it's genocide. Well. 
I guess. You know what? It's a tough problem to solve. And they just, I think, kind of took the easy way out. Because if you really had to think about this problem, I think it would take more than the 22 minutes of the episode. And we would have to completely just drop the whole Rutherford Tendy B-plot. Well, that would be terrible. So thankfully, the civilization, the second civilization that would be affected was only two people. Him and his Inclu- wife. Including the one person that was on the ship. Yes. Because, so, because they're rich. I'm assuming... That they wouldn't be, her, his wife was on that planet when they were just like, screw it. They they immediately blew up the moon. So hopefully she wasn't like. There. There. But I guess she wouldn't be on the moon. It doesn't matter. They also didn't give like, how about like the whole like go home, collect your stuff thing. Like, it's, give me, give me two minutes type thing. Like. Yeah. They, they just renovated. Yeah. Oh, that actually, I felt that. He's like, we just redid the floors. I felt that because. Yeah. What did they say right before that? I don't know. We're rich. Oh, that's true. Kind of took me away from the concern. So yeah, because it's a, it's it's expensive to redo the floors on a moon. No, in Canada, amongst other. Oh, places. you're actually literally thinking about our floors. I am. No, they're they're always in the back of my mind, and this just brought them straight to the front of my mind. If there was a meteor heading towards the Earth. Our floors. We would leave. Yeah, but like I'd say goodbye to the floors. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for always keeping me up. For supporting you? Yeah. Thanks for supporting me. You don't get to keep that. I'm not going to like edit that to make it seem like it was like... My, my yeah. idea? Because you just said keeping me up. I don't know. Keeping me up at night. Well, they're creaky. Sleep. They are. That's why we got to redo them. That's one part of it. Oh, anyway, anyway, next next up. This is this is when someone should have realized uh, something was up. Boimler uh, heads to the mess to meet with Barb. And he's picked his best Marty McFly costume that I could tell. Yes, and you did make a good point about this. He had it replicated. Yeah, and he didn't have to specify the temperature. No, but then the next, and then like just next scene, he wants a beer hot. And then he's like, no, not hot, cold. Yeah. So he does, so you do have to specify. It's probably a food thing. The food. Yeah. But also, then why last time did she have to specify the temperature of sand? Well, because sand can come in different temperatures. Hot sand, cold sand. Yes. Yeah. I think it's kind of up to you to like specify like, the temperature. You don't. You don't. Well, it'll default at a normal temperature if you don't uh, say so. I would hope so. It's, but your your thing like was when you go to a store. You, you, you said all replicated all replications should have a temperature control, and it doesn't. Yeah, well, this is the first one. Five episodes in, the first time we've seen anything replicated without temperature. Maybe it was an error. It wasn't an error. It was just a cold. It doesn't matter. But I, I loved I loved every every scene where. There's always uh, either Mariner jumping around in the background being, she thinks super stealthy, but she's doing flips and rolls. That reminds me of Galaxy Quest. Yeah. When they're like, does the rolling help? It does. <laughs> but it doesn't. And then uh, if that's not happening in the background, then there's Rutherford and Tendi chasing each other. The background characters of this episode are actually pretty good because then there's that cutaway where the guy... Uh, the rich guy from the moon is jumping on the table, still complaining to the captain. So anyway, that, that doesn't matter. Boimler was jealous uh, of, again, your suspicions of of Barb and, and Jet. Jet. And uh, and they were unfounded again. Yeah. So he he comes running into the shuttle shuttle bay where he hears uh, suggestive noises. talk. Suggestive, suggestive grunts. Nope. And... <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it turns out it was suggestive grunts because they were lifting heavy objects. But why? But well, because they're they're heavy. You have to just. 
I love seeing Mariner cre- creeping around in the background. Like, there's one in the shuttle bay where Barb and Boimler are just talking, and for no reason, she's creeping in the background. Yeah, and then yeah. she pants Barb, looking for the tail. Yeah, so Barb doesn't have a tail. No. But usually it's a tail with barbs on it. <gasps> Maybe her name is Barb. <laughs> but yeah, no, Barb isn't a, a reptile. And again, that's a little racist or speciesist. Assuming just because she's a reptile that she's going to be a mean one. Well, I know it's at, she's not assuming she's gonna be a mean one, but she she's assuming that Barb's gonna have to plant her eggs, and maybe oh, maybe Boimler's yes. not ready to be a daddy. I think Bradward would be a good dad. He would be. I call dad. him Dadward. Oh, he'd be a good dad. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it's a little he, too. He'd insecure. be a little stressed out. Yeah, he'd have a tough time. I think his kids would would appreciate him. I think his kids would turn out a lot like him. It doesn't. We, we, we're we're jumping way too far ahead. Yeah, I, he's only been, had the girlfriend for one month. He's not yeah, ready and he to loses a girlfriend. Yes, when he loses very, the brain slug very quickly. She doesn't even like pity pity date him for like one more day. She's yeah, like, to prove that it wasn't the brain. It slug. wasn't the brain. She slug, said she said she, it wasn't. But she a brain just slug. has to focus on her career, yeah. and it's it's important. Yeah, and becomes like best friends with Mariner too. Uh, next scene is Boimler naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think we saw something. No, we didn't. It's you, this is you and the. It's like you don't hear... Does my brain, like, just fill it in? Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear censorship. I guess not. Because you, you thought this whole time that you could hear them I swearing. I the whole time. I thought the first episode. That's right. I bleeped it out all the time. And then it... I think we should go back and rewatch the tapes on that one, though. We, we watched the tapes. <laughs> it's t- 2022. No one knows what tapes are anymore. Oh. For all yeah. you young people. Boimler says lover a lot. Turns out that's slug talk. It, it, we're calling it the slug a lot, but it's like a... It's a parasite. It's a parasite. Mr. A parasite brain to slug. you. Like, what does that mean? But it doesn't matter. But anyway, what, what would you do if you were uh, if you were attendee? Would you go to the Vancouver? I would. 100%. 100%. Why would you, why would you stall your career on the Cerritos? Because you can get ahead doing, being more recognized if you're doing more work. And uh, well, I don't know. There's no reason to stay friendship you can make new friends if you want to like there's there's no fiscal reason you're you're not making more money no but so why do they do what they do it's for the clout i hate that you said that no it's not wait you're are you are you talking about the whole federation yeah like why why even bother ranking up it's not like you make more cash see this is this is the problem if, if it's not driven by money, you're like, why do it? Why? But it's 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 for the betterment of everybody in the Federation, why they do what they do. You know when the New World Order takes over? Which I'm hoping is like a very Star Trek-based New World Order. You're going to have to like change your entire outlook. No, money will rule forever. No, it won't. It Because the New World Order will, will say no. I know it sounds like I'm talking about communism. Yeah, because what are we going to do without money? I guess rocks? No, we, you don't... Are rocks the new money? No, it, <laughs> I love that you can't even get your head around the fact that there couldn't be money. Where did the money go, Chris? <laughs> Where did the money go? You need to watch more Star Trek. Because it's about the betterment, and it's also about... Like, it's easy for them to say when they have replicators. Have you had to mine for your coal to right? heat your home? Okay, yeah, right. And it wasn't I, magically brought in. I, th- I think you're getting there. If I we think, all had magic wands, yeah, I, think, I wouldn't need money if I had a magic wand. Right, but that's not a magic wand. It's that they built a society based where there's no 
financial requirement to get what you need, you have what you need. Yes, but can you see how that's coming from a complete place of privilege? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, because there was an episode of Strange New Worlds where someone drew the line of... There was an episode where, where um, if no one's seen it, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but they had to sacrifice one person for the betterment of their society, and then Captain Pike's all offended about it, and then they say, well, has not one child in the Federation been starved? Is there not one child in poverty? And, uh, and it what's was, the answer? Well, yeah, kind of. Well, it's hard to say because now that the, I don't know, we need, we need a first contact and then we'll see what happens here. Do the world won't come together like Star Trek predicts, I don't think, because oh no, 100%. There, there is half the world that's still stuck way in the past and, and the yeah. some in the present and tons in the future. We are not all in the same time. I can't remember where we left off before we went on on that that rant. But money or whatever, money is bad. Yes, the floors. The floors. So anyway, he yeah. So the the alien redid his house, but too bad. Uh, Captain Freeman, once he just realized that there's only two people on the planet, immediately immediately just, just blows blows that. Uh, Pushes the staples button. That was easy. <laughs> Implode the moon, <laughs> and. Uh, he, oh yeah, he does just say we just redid the floors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it touched me deep inside. And then we get to the point where Barb and Mariner become besties, bonding over all the mishaps Boimler does. It's not really mishaps. Not mishaps. It's like well, implying that he didn't mean to do it. Like he obviously didn't mean for the outcome, but he keeps trying things that just are unintelligent. <laughs> shaking the egg sack. Some of the mistakes Boimler made is he went to an alien planet and used the sink as a toilet because he didn't know the difference. And he found another alien race and he shook his egg sack instead of his hand. Oh, that's a, that's a great visual picture that you implant in your mind there. Just like Boimler had the parasite implanted in his. Oh. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. So they get the parasite out. It's weird that no one really noticed it. But it didn't really change Boimler's behavior and if it did the parasite's just as big of an idiot as boiler is so we we get back um turns out tendy and rutherford completed their jobs at the exact same time so they both get to stay on the vancouver and that's when they find out that it was to stay on the vancouver not to get the t-88s which t-88 sounds like something very star wars yeah and i think i think it was like or literally grade nine math ti-83s calculators you have to buy they the the point the problem is is the lieutenant commander wanted off to Vancouver because he was kind of getting sick of the epicness of it all. He wanted it's to be on too a, stressful, it, I, which I guess makes sense. Because I think honestly, if they did like a swap between him and Ransom, that would be perfect for both of them. That would literally be each other's dream. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just he just should have communicated clearly. Yeah. The, the problem was he boimlered himself. He did. The lieutenant commander. Wait, was he a lieutenant commander? He was a lieutenant commander. He boimlered himself by going the hard way, thinking it would be easier, instead of just going the, the right the way. The honest, true path, following his trueness. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so Rutherford and Tendy don't want to stay on the Vancouver, so they steal the lieutenant commander's pad. The, this episode had the uh, wall thing, and it was a throwback to Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I don't think either of us watched. No. And yeah, it's a... Uh, it's. Uh, I'll show you the picture of. of uh, so Charlie goes on a conspir conspiratorial rant, um, 
and then he does he does like a wall like crazy fold the, the line strings thing, the mm-hmm. strings and then Mariner did the exact same thing in this episode when she's trying to figure out you know what kind of evil thing Barbus Barbus you know what I'd be interesting to see what comes up on this one is uh, if they bring in the Gorn the Gorn now are a pretty polarizing um, species because in the original series the Gorn was the kind of like joke lizard that Captain Kirk fought. That was a Gorn. That was a Gorn. Oh. And then in Strange New Worlds, they went a different way. It's like the <laughs> deadliest velociraptor type. The worst Smart, in the morgue. The smartest, fastest, deadliest, craziest, what are you monstrousest. Doing? You don't have to sell it. This isn't like... The yeah, Gorn. But I'm not the Gorn. The Gorn. The Gorn. The Gorn. What are you doing? I'm trying to do accent. I can't do accent. Whose accent were you trying to do? I was a professor. Ooh. Professor? <laughs> no, kidding. that's already good. Just, Let's see. If, no, I want to see if you remember remember any of the characters from uh, Strange New Worlds. I can't. Uh, I do enjoy the show, but I again, names are not my thing. Okay, but this is a big one because it was named after like the biggest baddie in Star Trek history. It was Noonien Singh. Noonien Singh. Noonien Singh. Yeah, she she was a she's a security officer. But uh, did we wrap everything up? Do we got we got uh, they blew up the moon, so hopefully most of them are happy, except for the guy with the floors. But he's rich. He's rich. He don't care. Tendy and uh, Rutherford stole a bunch of TAD. It's funny because they got them. They got them given to him by blackmailing the lieutenant commander. Yeah, but then they stole like a whole they stole more. bunch of more. Well, what you know? What else was interesting is that they thought that they would personally be keeping the T eighty eights. Yeah, you you wouldn't think they would bring it back for their for all the engineers or all the all the like all everyone in medical like to be there to be used. Or they keep it with them the whole time? Why do they just assume that they're going to keep it and everyone's going to look up to them? I mean, share. But now they got lots, so they don't have to share. They could give one out and they could be, like, truly the gods of the ship. Maybe, well, I think they're the only two that really think that would be, like, super cool. So cool. The other one's like, oh, that's neat. But also, like, aren't these tracked? I feel like they'll know you where know, they I went. I don't feel like any Star Starfleet tech is tracked because it's always just coming and going. Oh. Communicators. Literal tracking devices. <laughs> They're tracked. Yeah, but I've, I've... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won that one. That was quick. Although, I guess you can't really... Like, you know, lock on to Commander Jensen's tricorder. You never hear that. No, no, no. So. But, you know, actually, what I did find interesting was when Mariner had to say her security code, and the guy was like, did you just make that code up? I always assumed it was, like, to some sort of computer authenticator. I didn't realize there's an actual person. It usually is. Maybe it just like as soon as I feel like as soon as Mariner says anything sketchy into her combat, it just gets rerouted straight to security. Yeah. <laughs> I like how she tried to use her like her own made up one. She didn't try like Shax's emergency beam out code or anything. Does she not have any sort of proper clearance? No, I don't think ensigns can emergency transport. Well, maybe they can. It's it's hard. That's... You should be able to emergency transport. Yeah, but I mean, if you're on an away mission or something, if you get an emergency transport from the ship, crime could go through the roof. Yep. I don't know what you'd steal. I guess all the T-88s, but apparently no one cares about that. And, but why would you, why would you emergency transport? They could track where they, where they dropped you off. Oh, so they, yeah, well, they could track you anywhere, really. If they put you there, they know where you went. Well, you, you teleport somewhere and then you lodge your comm badge and you run away. Yeah. 
Yeah, get off the grid. That's how it happened to me. <laughs> Why there isn't implants yet is really interesting. Like all the all the uh, starship officers. Well, maybe they don't want to be implanted, but all the starship officers are tra- traced by their com badge. Yeah, and, um, and so many times they lose their com badge. Well, not even lose; they get taken and broken. Especially in like time travel episodes, the first thing they do when they get captured by the current police, because that always happens, is yes. they take their com badge. Well, anyone different should be arrested. But what were they locking onto in the original series when they didn't have com badges? They had their communicator. I guess, actually, never mind. I just answered my own question. The communicator. They used a communicator. Well, that that's good. So, Tendi and Rutherford, they stole some stuff, got back on the Cerritos. Lieutenant Co- Commander, can't remember his name. He's still on that ship and probably miserable. Yeah. Um, they blew up a moon. Boimler single. Boimler single again. Ready to mingle. It's not like an option for him. Mariner was wrong. That's a first. She was not. There was something sketchy. Oh, there was. There was oh, the parasite was just not on Barb. Yeah, she was right about something she weird going right. on. She was right. She's always right. But I don't know. Do you have any, yeah. any closing thoughts on the whole thing? I laughed out loud many times this episode. So funniest episode to date. But it is only the fifth episode to date. Yeah. And okay. I, well, I just like that it like it started off funny. Like, see, it's episode one I found funny, and it just keeps going. But you notice how it's, like, coming down from, like, the fast-paced, ooh, look at me, look at that, look at this, yes. look at that. Yeah, and, and, well, actually, no, I did find this one uh, a fast-paced as well. Like, a lot happens this episode, but maybe because it's well, less, like... Not the pacing of the episode, the pacing of the, the them talking and, like, their arms just aren't moving real quick and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's I, maybe I'm just crazy. It seems like they're less cartoonish. In this cartoon. The, yes. Okay. I did definitely feel that. Less cartoonish this episode. Really enjoyed it. I hope you've all watched it. If you've listened to this far and you haven't watched it, you're doing it wrong. Go back and watch it. Listen to us again. Be be surprised at nothing else that it all turns out well. We still have no idea how to stop these. How do we stop them? We just say bye. No, I don't want to say bye. We have to. It's this now our be... thing. No, it's not. It's everyone's thing. Everyone says bye at the end of a phone call. Okay, we're not original. We're basic. But Can you say that? Okay. We basic. <laughs> Bye. Bye.